This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back with another episode of HUFC Chat. Dabo. As is customary, how are we doing, my good friend? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad at all. Thankfully, I got over that dismal defeat very, very quickly. But how are yourself? Well, it's nice to see someone got over it that quickly. Um, Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. It's been a good week. Ready for the weekend as ever and for Hulls to play. We always live in hope, don't we? Um, That we will deliver a good performance week in, week out. And it usually is the hope that kills you. However, we will start this episode by giving a little plug to the Her Game 2 HFC channel, if you can call it the faction, if you can call it that. I don't know whether she'll appreciate us calling it a faction. But um, they've been shortlisted, I believe, Davo, for the TK Access Solutions Community Fund 2023. They are a finalist. Now, perhaps you could enlighten our listeners as Jill would like us to and um, give us a little bit of insight into what it's about because I don't know personally. I don't genuinely know. There is just a little paragraph that says our community fund award grants to Northeast based groups and organizations that inspire teamwork and innovation. So if you have been on Twitter today, you will have seen that we have reshared this on Twitter. So if you click the link, all you need to do, it's your first name, last name, email address. There's a long list of nominations scroll down hair game submit that's all you've got to do go and show some love and support to our very good friends at hair game well yeah you know they've been a fantastic support to the podcast as well haven't they Davo you know we can't we can't knock the continued backing that we receive from them and um, and the work they do is is really good so if you can and you are able to please do go and lend them your support now let's get this part of the podcast out of the way it's probably the quickest match review we will do maybe it won't be because we'll be that um irate when talking about but Davo pulls for the first time in their history failed to make the FA Cup first round draw making it even worse the fact would have had York at home yet another low for our beloved HFC and I genuinely thought after the Dorking game that things couldn't get any lower. I didn't. I thought, right, this is it. We've officially hit the bottom. That is it. But mm. yet, pools in very special fashion prove us all wrong and go one step lower. 
it was a pathetic, pathetic excuse of a performance. It really, really was. I mean, you were there yourself, unfortunately, Jack. Mm. I mean, you've come a long way from where you came from to come and watch us. You know, we were all hopeful after seeing the team sheet coming out at two o'clock that, you know, we'd get the job done. Not necessarily batter them, but just respectfully get to the first round draw. I don't even know what to say. I don't. It was just... It was pathetic, like I say. We just lacked any form of fight, desire, guile, all the necessary characteristics needed from a team. I mean, fair play to Chester. I mean, they didn't do an awful lot in the game, granted, but they didn't need to. Do you know what I mean? They quite clearly knew what we had, what what we... Well, our shortcomings really, wasn't it? They just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. In all honesty, and sadly, there was something that sprung to mind straight away, and it was three words: heartless, passionless, and leaderless. Not fit to wear our colours. Also follows on quite well from that. That's big. That's a big shout from you. It is that performance. Can't really think from the top of my head anyone who came out of that that I thought, yeah, you you deserve to wear that shirt today. Like, let's be honest, right? Yes, we love the football club, but that doesn't mean we're not going to say how it is when it is bad. And leadless is perfect summary. I think we were absent. I mean, there is no leadership. There was no leadership from any player. Never mind the captain on Saturday and it's been sadly a recurring theme throughout the season when we've gone through tough patches that we haven't had a leader who stood up and that's exactly what you're meant to do as captain Um, but just in general I thought it was piss poor pathetic disgusting really um, to go out in that fashion without putting up any fight to lose 2-0 again no disrespect to Chester because I was speaking to someone on the way out and they were like sticking their fingers up at the Chester fans and like saying whatever they were saying. And I said, I'm not being funny. And I know you're laughing because you usually think that would be me. But I was just stood there thinking, what are you doing? If anything, you should be doing that to our players because they deserve nothing after that game. I mean, they come over, some of them shrugging their shoulders. Most of them walk straight down the tunnel, didn't they? You know, Joe Gray was the first player to come over, fair play to him. And then a few of the others came over, but some of them shrugging the shoulders and like putting their hands up. Like, I don't know. It it really, really, really knocked us sick. Um, fair play to Chester. They played, the two goals they scored were really well made. Um, you know, the first one, they hadn't even had the ball really, had they? And it was just a fantastic move, finished really well. And the second one was typical of things we've seen throughout this season. Um, but yeah, I honestly mean it when I say it. Some of those players weren't fit to wear the shirt. And I know John Askey questioned the desire of some of the players. And that's basically just another way of putting it, really, isn't it? So, yeah, we really need a reaction this weekend. Um, and I hope that the players realise how much they've let the club down, how much they've let the fans down and 
hopefully this week in training they've been able to put things right and we can move on to Aldershot hopefully on a better footing but there's a lot to put right isn't there there is. I mean, I didn't want to get too carried away after the Eastleigh win, but I thought, yeah, winning 3-1, you know, this could just be the win that we need to turn the corner, to get into a little run of form, win some games and just try and rebuild confidence. But it's interesting that you mentioned the Ollershock game, Jack, but John Askey obviously spoke to BBC Tees earlier in the week and came out with a very interesting quote. Obviously, I thought I'd ask you, get your thoughts on it. He was mm. saying, pressure is when you haven't got a job, you're trying to find money to feed kids, as a footballer, you shouldn't feel pressure. It's a part of your job. And the first thing I put in our group chat was, that's a very, very blunt comment. Straight to the point, no messing about. I mean, what was your kind of initial reaction when you heard that or saw it even? Well, I don't know whether you're currently looking in the group chat or not, um, but I can quickly pop onto it. And I will be able to tell you word for word what I said, because I know it sparked a little bit of discussion, didn't it? Um, Bailey was asking, what do you think he's trying to say? And my personal interpretation are that certain players are saying they're under pressure and it's kind of, it's just a cop-out. Um, and I think it is. And I think it's really refreshing to hear John talk like that because a lot of footballers, and I don't want to be generalising it or making a sweeping statement, but and tell me if I'm wrong, they don't really... Well, they're not living in the real world, are they? As John's kind of alluding to. You know, you've got people who will be up first thing in the morning, whether that's, I don't know, um, whether they work in a supermarket stacking shelves or a warehouse or nurses who have so many people to see to and so much pressure, you know, they're saving lives. Like you look at the COVID situation, you look at people who you know, yes, are getting paid very well, but perhaps CEOs of big companies under loads of pressure. But I refer back to the people like armed forces, ambulance staff, the emergency services, that's pressure. And a lot of them people don't complain about it. They just get on with it and they don't expect anything from people. Whereas those are the people who should expect something because at the end of the day, they're doing something that is so intense and so vital and so much riding on it. Whereas footballers, even at the level that pools are at, are getting paid very well for what they do. Look, we're football fans. We love the sport of football. We pay wages. We basically, by going to games, et cetera, et cetera, we fund all this and we love it. It's you know, a big part of our lives. But what I'm trying to say to you is that I think it's so good to ask you, feels he can call that out. And for me, I think it's a big tick when I hear a manager, any manager, um, saying saying it like that. I don't know what you kind of think of my opinion or your own interpretation of what Askey was saying. I think I genuinely agree with what you've said. I think at the moment, what we don't want is people coming out, whether you're a player part of the coaching staff coming out with excuses, trying to kind of maybe essentially cover the cracks of what's gone wrong over the last month. We don't want that at the end of the day. As far as I see it, as a football fan, I don't know about you and I don't know about anyone else who listens to our platform, but as a fan, I don't expect Pills to win every single week. I don't put that pressure on at the players. What I expect, though, is 11 players to walk out at every game at three o'clock or quarter to eight or whatever and give it absolutely everything. 
For sure. Because there's been too many games this season where we as fans have made more effort mm-hmm. than some of the players. Do you know what I mean? That's that is the only pressure that I have as a fan to put on these players. It's a bit of a I think you said. I think it is a bit of a cop out. It really, really is. And at the end of the day, it's it is like you say that word refreshing for the gaffer to come out and say, "Look, this is the reality of that word pressure." You're in a very fortunate, luxurious position, being paid. You know, you live a nice lifestyle. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If, if my, in my opinion, if you aren't kind of on board with that, if you aren't on board with dealing with what this football club is all about, the objectives of this football club, then I suggest you look, look at the door, open it and walk out. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, we need players in this team who are willing to give it absolutely everything from minute one to the last second of the game. And already in the very early part of the season, I mean, we're only in October, midway through October. Mm-hmm. And there's been too many poor performances where we've lacked, players have lacked the key characteristics that we need. Imagine if I got up in the morning, turned up to my job and just decided, nah, I'm not bothering. I'm getting paid, but I'm not really going to give it everything. I'm, you know, of course, there's days where you feel you might feel less motivated. You might feel pressure from an occasion or whatever it is. Nobody n- denies that. We're all human. But I think you've summarised it very well. It's a cop out. Um, if you're saying about talking about this pressure. And sadly, we've had players in the past, haven't we, who kind of use that as an excuse, but the fans are the best things since, since sliced bread when we're singing the praises. But if it's the other way around, oh, I'm feeling the pressure, it's too intense. It's not a nice atmosphere to play in. And I think that's, you know, as you say, if you're a footballer, if you were going out to play for Pulse Davo, if I was going out, if any fan who supports the football club would pay the money to go and watch, we would be giving it, I'm used to saying 110%, but we'd be giving it 200%, wouldn't we? We'd do everything for that shirt because we know what it means. We know what it means to the town. We know what it means to to the actual club, the people who are involved in working at the club, and we know what it means to fans. And I think that's that's the main issue that I have whenever people say, oh, pressure. That alongside what we were discussing earlier about people who face real, real, real pressure in the jobs. Um, I think it puts a lot into perspective. But let's move on now to something more positive. And we did say that we're going to ask you as listeners and followers on Twitter to uh, decide on the formation that you want the all-time squad to play. So 85 of you voted. We won't bother saying 5-3-2, how many voted, because it wasn't many at all. But just beating 4-4-2 at 44% to the formation of choice is 4-3-3, which has taken 48% 
of the vote. Now, this week we were asking you for your defenders and it was fantastic one it about the amount of different contributions from different eras that we had like we'd seen when we did the goalkeepers now as a reminder to those who may have missed it our goalkeepers of choice was Dimi Constantopoulos in goal and we have Trevor Carson on the bench so that's the goalkeeping department sorted we now go on to defenders and we'll do it like we did last time Davo I'm going to give you a quick rundown of the votes um and then like their appearances, general stats. And then I'm going to ask you for any memories of each individual player. And I'll say mine as well, if I do have any. And then we will take it from there. So the top five defenders in terms of votes in the comments, we will start with the most votes and will be our starting centre half. It is Michael Nelson. He played for the club between 2003, four season to 2008, nine, making 296 appearances with 15 goals in the process. Davo, your thoughts on Mickey Nelson, please. What a player. No nonsense. Physical defender. That infamous bald head during his time at Poles. He was just a, an overall class act. An absolute steal. I'm not quite sure if we paid for him or not. I'm not sure on that either. But I don't know about you. Whenever someone says Mickey Nelson, I either see the white centenary top, 0809, or the yellow one. That yellow and like green has a bit of green on the sleeves. Do you know what the one I'm on about? I think it got promoted at Wickham in it. Yeah. That one. Uh, but yeah, the way you talk about them there, completely agree. I mean, that was from what I saw of him when he played at Poles. It was very early days of me going to watch Poles like the first couple of seasons. So I do have good memories of him. Um, but it's not someone who, like, I can remember absolutely everything he's done for the club, but he's been there, a fantastic servant. We then move on to Westwood. 230 appearances between 1998-99 to 04-05. Seven goals in the process. Now, unfortunately, he did get a red card at Cardiff, but are there any lasting memories for you of Chris Westwood? Because we all know he's slightly older than me, so uh, you probably remember much more. Yeah, but I'm not that much older. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I think Westwood was probably a little bit too early for me. I think the one game I do remember, him in was obviously the playoff final, the one you've just mm-hmm. said there. Mm-hmm. So apart from that, I haven't got really a lot to to really go on. Um, but again, someone who's always highly spoken about, class act, great defender. That's all I can really offer. Now, funny enough, someone I remember a lot more about, and it probably helps with the period that he played at the club, but it was between 1996 and 2013, and he was the next in line in terms of number of votes. He did score four goals in the process of playing 374 games for the football club. That is, of course, Mr. Michael Barron. Now, I remember a lot more, as I said um, previously, than I do um, for other defenders, I can see him in the post shirt, solid defender, reliable. 
good technically. You know, he, he did what yeah, exactly what you needed him to, unless I'm mistaken, Davo. I think you'd be pretty aligned with that one. Oh, 100%. Mickey knew what it was all about. He gave absolutely everything to the cause. I think he bleed. He, he bled blue and white. Um, yeah, just an all-round great servant to the football club. And yeah, can't really add much more to that. Fantastic footballer. And, you know, a lot of fans clearly have fond memories of him, the amount of comments that they were. So Mickey Barron takes the third slot. Now, this is someone that my dad has raved a lot about, and I should have got him on to speak about him. Rob McKinnon, 299 appearances between 1986 and 1999. Did indeed, he didn't play, but he did indeed go on loan to Manchester United whilst at the football club. He scored seven appearances, scored seven appearances, seven goals in the 299 appearances. We both aren't qualified to speak about him. But from what I've heard, an absolutely incredible footballer, very talented, and another fantastic addition to the all-time Pools team. Now, between those four players alone, 33 goals were contributed and accounted for between them, and 1,199 appearances. Now, if you want experience, that's an experienced backline at Pools. And of course, those are just the Pools statistics. Now, it was brilliant to look at that on In The Mad Crowd. Um, obviously, a fantastic page that you can access online um, with post stats and, th- and things similar to that. And then we got our other stats from our usual transfer market and those types of sources. But the fifth defender making up the defending defending team, defending part of the squad, if that's right, that sounds like it. Comes across really badly, but um, is John McPhail again? I'm not qualified at all to speak about him, but 1990 to 1994, he made 163 appearances, contributing four goals, and that takes the overall five um players' appearances to 1362. Now, John McPhail played for Sunderland as well, scoring 22 goals in 130 appearances. That was between 1987 and 1990 prior to Pulse. Now, one thing we did fail to mention, I don't know how, if Mickey is listening, Mickey Barron, I do apologise. He was, of course, the captain that led out the team at Cardiff as well. So... I don't know about you, Davo, and when we do our own individual bat lines, I can well imagine they'll be quite different due to the different era that we're kind of from. And I feel like we perhaps haven't done some of those defenders justice with the comments that we've made there as to how good they actually were. But from reading what people have said, from doing a little bit of research, that is some back line, isn't it? Formidable. I'd love that right now. I'd love that bat line. Imagine that. Nelson Westwood at centre half. Just don't. Honestly, Mickey Barron, McKinnon, be something else. There wouldn't be any of this nonsense that's going on nowadays anyway. I think we'd be a lot more uh, a lot more solid. Yep. That does tie up that section. I know all the listeners will be wanting to hear our team, but we said we'd do it right at the end of the series. We've obviously got midfielders to move on to next and then the front line as well. So I'm really looking forward to seeing people's contributions to that. Now, 
that does actually tie up this episode. We wanted to kind of keep it pretty brief. Um, obviously, we're all, the fan base are very angry, probably about the, the weekend's result, very disappointed, upset, but we need to move on now and we need to focus on what's in front. You wrapped it up last time. I'm going to wrap it up this time. It's important that we keep the faith, however testing it is. We need to continue to back the boys and, of course, never say die. Davo, when we next record, how does it feel you're going to be 25? I'll just let that one sink in and we'll leave it on that. We'll see you. We will see you in the next episode. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.